Okily dokily, let's put on our game faces. Game on! Woo! This is Bronco Nation, a Midwest communications podcast. Here's your hosts, Jordan Lass and Jim Lawless. Okay, when we get kicked out of our own studio, I get to play captain because I know all the other studios very well, and you don't. I will admit that. I, I, I don't. <laughs> haven't been here long enough. No, no, well, you. Well, yeah, that's true, too. Uh, yeah, we're, we're actually uh, in the home of, uh, of Bronco women's basketball. And softball. And softball. Yeah, 1660 and 95.5 The Touches Studio. Uh, Bronco Nation, we are back. I'm Jim, he's Jordan. Donuts were in the building today. Yeah, and it was Sweetwater's too. Yes, yes it was. So let's just start with them. Bronco Nation, a couple of our very, very loyal sponsors. Sweetwater's Donut Mill, making mornings better through the power of donuts. And it worked this morning. Yeah, it did. <laughs> Sweetwater's with three locations in Kalamazoo and Battle Creek. Yes, I'm going to say it, Donut. Make you smile. <laughs> you like it when I do. I, I do. Yeah. Uh, I like the Homer Simpson. That would be my favorite. Don't! Um, their coffee's pretty good too. Not gonna lie. Yeah. So yeah, Sweetwater's awesome. Also, want to thank uh, Zolman's Best One Tire and Auto Care. Uh, you know, we kind of are blessed with some warmer weather right now. If you need tires, maybe in the next couple of days, time to do it. Um, you know, they cover preventative maintenance, all kinds of stuff. Check them out in Portage and Kalamazoo, and you can find them at ZolmanTire.com. There you go. Big week in hockey. The GLI. And we were a little bit nervous going in mm-hmm. because uh, of what happened pretty much the last couple of weekends that the Broncos played. Not playing well. Not North Dakota and uh, and uh, Omaha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I asked our friend Tyler uh, Kuehl, who covers uh, hockey once in a while on the Bronco Media Network, to throw in his two cents. And his two cents, it's, he, did, he did a good job. Here it is. Let's talk about the fun stuff that happened this past week. I was there in Grand Rapids at Van Andel Arena for the Great Lakes Invitational. First of all, a fun tournament, well put on. Michigan Tech is the host. They've they've been the host of the tournament since day one. They did an amazing job once again, even in a new venue. This was the first time, of course, that it was in Grand Rapids. So great job. Great turnout as well. They had 14,000 people at the games in total on Wednesday. That includes the third-place game that saw Michigan Tech beat Michigan State and, of course, Western's win in the championship game over Ferris State. And 6,000-plus were in attendance for that championship game alone. So a good little mark, a little highlight, maybe just the peak of all the highlights that we saw on the second day of the long-standing post-holiday tournament. But let's talk about the Broncos. Yes, I know, things were kind of bleak for a moment there. Things were getting a little tough. I mean, we saw the sweep, you know, again, or getting swept by North Dakota, getting swept by Nebraska-Omaha. I know. It was not looking pretty. It was looking kind of off, and it looked like maybe that this was not the Bronco team that we saw last season. Now, granted, that's true in every single way. This is a much differently put-together team. However, what we saw, though, was the return of the top line to form. Jason Poland scoring back-to-back hat-tricks, doing that again in consecutive games. Remember, he did that against Miami earlier in the season. Six goals, the most ever scored by one player in a GLI, and the only player now ever to perform a pair of hat tricks in the tournament. Congratulations to Mr. Poland. But also, Ryan McAllister was the guy feeding him the puck. Him in that line with him and Max Sasson, even though Coach Pat Firstweiler right now is up in, you know, in New Brunswick with Team USA, didn't seem like they missed a beat without their head coach being there. Of course, Jason Herter and JJ, those guys are good guys. They know what they're doing behind the bench. And of course, that top line is knowing what they're doing. Hence why Ryan McAllister is arguably maybe the best freshman in college hockey right now. I know Jason Poland's going to probably get the Hobie Baker votes because he is a senior and you can only nominate one per team. But boy, McAllister can keep it up. Watch out, everybody. But I like just, you could see the team really come together. The offense came alive. And also, the bottom six played a lot better, too. The depth was there. Not just the top guys scoring, even though we did mention Poland and whatnot, but Chad Hillebrand, a guy that hadn't scored a goal all season, a guy that was banged up at the beginning of the season, scoring his first two goals of the season in the championship game. That was huge for this team because if you can get your depth scoring going and consistently have it, especially in a tough conference like the National Collegiate Hockey Conference, that is vital for a team's success because let's be honest, folks, you are going to need to have all hands on deck and you're going to have to make a deep postseason run in your conference tournament if you want a chance to go to the NCAAs because 
no offense right now, guys. You know, Western Michigan's kind of sitting in the back end of the top 20 right now. If they want to get back to the big dance for the second season in a row, they're probably going to have to make it to the conference championship game just like they did last year, if not win it. So, I mean, obviously that's going to have to do with how they do here for the next couple months in the regular season. But this is a huge win for this team. Ferris, I mean, I know the score said 8-2, to two, but Ferris gave them a lot of heck in the first half of that game. But Western, they kind of showed, even though they are a little bit younger than they were last season, the Vets stepped up. Even Carter Berger had a good game on Wednesday and a good tournament. Zach Galambas, despite not really getting on the score sheet as much as he has been in the past, also played really well in his own zone. Cameron Rowe made some big saves. That was a big win for Western Michigan and obviously a championship. Always good for a program, and I know that the Broncos and the Bronco Nation are going to be feeling a little bit better heading into the new year. So lots of things to be excited about. Can't wait to see what the Broncos do as they make their way towards the end of the regular season. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with him for the most part. Yeah, he, I had told you he was going through his, uh, I don't know, his monologue there. And yeah, one thing that stuck out to me, he said, in order for this team to make the dance again, that they're going to have to go to the, uh, you know, conference championship game. They may have to. I and and I just I disagree. I think if you make a run, you lose very limited games down the stretch. I don't know. Like he kind of made it sound like they needed that last year. I totally disagreed. You well, were a number one seed. You did clearly did not need it. Well, you have to remember the pairwise is pretty much how the NCAA sets everything up as far as uh, the tournament goes, right? For the most part, yeah, they pretty much follow the pairwise. Right now, we are nowhere near the top sixteen pairwise, not even in the neighborhood, really. But with the schedule coming up, being it's the NCHC, yep. we'll have a chance to climb that ladder. But the problem is, we're going to have to win a lot to do it. And I think this team can do it. And I posted it on the Bronco Nation Facebook page uh, after the game on what was it Wednesday or Tuesday. Uh, the championship was Wednesday. It's been a it, month. It, um, um, th- well, okay, uh, I'll stop you here. Remember, this time of year, this particular week, unless you work in radio, and even if you work in radio, you you still lose your mind. You, you lose total concept of time in this week. Um, really, the until, last two um, weeks of the year. Yeah, that too. So, I, I mean, I I said it. I thought it was a galvanizing moment for this team. Like you said, we we were starting to almost getting towards that pressing the panic button. Uh, I think a championship is going to do a lot for this young team. Um, you know, they made the NCHC look like the superior conference right. in both of those games. Right. I mean, they didn't just win. They clobbered both teams. Right. Um, I mean, you look at the top 50 ranked scoring in the league, as far as individuals go, WMU has the first three. Yes. You've got Ryan McAllister with 38 points, 10 goals, 28 assists. I mean, even if he's the second assist, McAllister is involved in so many scoring plays. Uh, Jason Poland with his five hat tricks, he leads with 19 goals, 11 assists. And then Max Sasson quietly, eight goals, 20 assists, 28 points. I mean,. Western is proving they are one of the top programs. Fersh is not a fluke. Him and his staff can identify talent, and they can bring them in, and they can develop them. Right. And that development is something I want to talk about when we talk about the Pistons. Okay. Um, I came in right away and told you, I yeah. I want to talk about the Pistons. We don't do much NBA on this show. No. But there's a problem in Detroit. Right. At Little Caesars Arena, and we need to talk about it. Right, but, right. Um. Yeah, I just I disagree. I think if this team makes a stretch run, they're they're not going to need that championship. Would you and I love for them to go and win the game? Absolutely. I, I we may need the championship because, and here's why: our back end, our defense is not up to really snuff. If you think about it, it was this last weekend, but mm-hmm. we played two CCHA teams. Yes. Uh, when we get back into NCHC play. We need to have Cam on his game. We mm-hmm. need to have the back end, the defensive defense show up. If that doesn't happen, we will need that championship because we're not going to win. We're not going to win too many boat races when our defense isn't showing up. That's no, just it. You're not, but I, I think maybe I have more confidence in the defense. 
You're short. You see, you're the bubbly one here today. I'm I'm the doom and gloom guy. What's what's going on here? I don't know. <laughs> I I don't know if it's because I'm a hockey guy. I, it just I guess from what I see, it's and we talked about it last week. Could that few tough weekends in a row be a moment for this team to be like, hey, we got to do something different. We got to change something. Whatever the case may be. Well, mm-hmm. look what happened. You took right. the GLI. You scored 16 goals in the process. I I think that that adversity was what they needed. Now let's see. Can they build off of this and make a run? Don't know. I am I cautiously optimistic? Absolutely. The the rest helped. Yes. And we're go- and we're on another break now because we do not play until the second weekend. Uh, uh, well, actually, um, yeah, second weekend okay. of January. Um, we're in North Dakota, so there's a little bit more of a break there. Um, I, I will make mention, and Alex Goodman, when when he hears this, it will casually remind him. I think he offered first a broadcasting job <laughs> with with, uh, with Herder running the team this weekend. <laughs> he did that on air. <laughs> I think he did. <laughs> uh. And you know, first would be great, but no, we need him back on on their uh, coaching. So. But good for him. Yeah, with Team USA. Right, yeah, yeah. They're they're plugging along at the World Juniors. Um, let's move on to um, basketball, okay. and then we can transition. Yeah, into our pro sports. Into uh, in, and we'll transition into the uh, Pistons. And we got Lions talk too. Yeah, uh, big weekend. Right at home, must win. Yes, All, must win the rest of the way out. Now, yeah, flat out. And and we'll explain why. <laughs> but but uh, Bronco basketball, you know it. it they're, they're slow starters. I, I figured that one out because if you take away the first 10, 15 minutes of the game, this Bronco basketball team could pretty much play with anyone. Problem is getting out of the gate seems to be the, uh, the uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? The um, They don't get out of the gate well is where I'm at right now. Well, and like it's as a better, like watching a lot of college basketball, uh-huh. I think you kind of hit it on the head. A lot of teams, you know, you have to survive that first really big rush. If you can survive that, you put yourself in a position to compete the rest of the game. But if you have a slow start like Western Michigan does on occasion, you're kind of behind the eight ball because right, you've got to fight all the way back. So it's like if you can keep it within striking distance – Within that first five, six, seven, eight minutes, you're in a good spot. But it's when you fall behind, it it just makes it that much harder. Right, right, and yeah. Um, but we have conference play coming up. We do uh, uh, one more game. If you're listening uh, on Friday, December thirtieth, which is when we're cutting this, obviously in the morning. In the morning, in dark in the morning, because I was on the KZO morning show this morning, and I, I'm surprised you showed up before nine. I was shocked. You made me come in early. <laughs> I, I, I was shocked. I was totally. being nice to Jim. He he's pulling double duty this week, right. so right. he's an old man. He needs his sleep. I'm pulling double duty too. Hush. <laughs> anyway how's it feel to be like 30 again huh you're Gr- grinding oh, man well, you're grinding like you're you're I a young grind, grind every day it just takes me a few more minutes to get going as you know, i mean you were board hopping this week and producing you're yeah, you're yeah. you're producing for the morning sh- yeah you got your regular job yeah i'm surprised and- you're still standing i am <laughs> Uh, yeah, this floor still works. But anyways, before we got completely sidetracked, yeah, right. they are playing tonight yeah, in Wisconsin. Against the Badgers, who are nationally ranked. Number so 15. We, this will be another good test. Let's see if the Broncos can get out to a fast start for a change Yeah, and see how close they can hang with them. I'm not expecting any no. wins at all. But I, I will say, though, Central Michigan, oh, my God goodness uh you're you, ha- you're happy i know you are you even and it's a you chip. and i do not like the chips no let, let that be known bronco nation but like anytime i can watch the wolverines lose at anything yeah i know you hate 
U of M with a passion. It's like me and Notre Dame, or it's, no, not Notre Dame. Strike that. Well, okay, I don't like Notre Dame. Well, you're probably rooting they, for South Carolina. But, then. but but if they play Ohio State, I'm cheering on the Irish because it's Ohio State. Nah. Yeah, I know. Well, you see, Ohio State means nothing to you because you don't like Michigan. Yeah. So, but in my world, I I like Michigan. I, I, I follow Michigan State. I appreciate what they do. So I have this evil thing against that team down south, you know. I mean, if you're going to say Michigan State or Ohio State, um, ooh, excuse me. Good Hello. Morning. Good, good morning. Uh, I was going to say, <laughs> um, no, if, if you put Michigan State and Ohio State in my face, I'm obviously going to take the Spartans, but I don't know. I like Columbus. I don't know what people up here in Michigan have against Ohio. It's there. I think this goes back to the Toledo War. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I think it's in the drinking water. Or something like that. Forgive me. I just, yeah. What I'm looking forward to with this Western Michigan basketball team, we're talking about the men right now. Right. Um, conference play. I mean, January 3rd, you kick it off. You're at Kent State. Then you're at Toledo that Friday. Um, and then you come home to take on Eastern Michigan the following Tuesday on the 10th. You know, how can you play in those first three games? You know, how do you look against a Toledo program? Right. Um, and then you got Bowling Green, Ball State, Akron, Ohio, Central. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to be on the 28th. May have to go up to Mount Pleasant for that one. Uh, let me look at when the chips come here because that is the last home game of the year, the last game of the regular season, mm-hmm. March 3rd, 7 p.m. Uh, we want to see you at University Arena Bronco Nation for right, that one. Right, Yeah. Keep in mind, Central Michigan is the overwhelming favorite to win the Mid-American Conference this year. So, they are. They just beat Michigan. Yeah. Well, we'll get, Well, they, they were before I they know, played Michigan. I know. But, right. And, you know, wouldn't it be nice if it, if it actually came down to Central versus Western? It would be nice. For a possible regular season title? Yeah. But you know, I'm I'm putting the cart before the horse now because you know there obviously we're we're still in a rebuild, but we played tough opposition up until now, and tonight we're playing another you know top twenty team to uh, get our <clears throat> figure out where we're at going into the MAC. Well, and we've talked about it before. You know, it's it's like the Greg Campy mindset. Instead of giving your team a cupcake schedule to start the year. You test them. You don't mind the losses. Right. Because realistically, at that level, you're going to have to get in with an automatic bid. I mean, you could have a really good year and maybe sneak in as a, a Mac school or a Horizon League school. But that doesn't happen often. No. So you're not no. worried about it. So I like what Kate, uh, Coach Dwayne did. You test them early. And then you re- lead in the conference play. That's where it really matters. Right. Um, so I'm excited to see how Coach Dwayne and this team looks in their first run at a max schedule. Yeah. Let's transition to the pros and go two hours east real quick. Um, the Pistons, obviously, Kate Cunningham's out. Yeah. And and that does hurt the team, but I think we've got you major brought problems. Up, you brought you brought up a good point when we were talking off air. That yeah, th- there are issues um, in, in uh, at LCA as far as uh, I almost said uh, Auburn Hills. <laughs> out of habit. You want to man? Yeah, I know. I know. Maybe maybe we should bring the palace back. Shoot. I uh, question the decision to leave. I mean, I'm biased. I lived within like two miles of it for a long time. Right. I. It was one of the best basketball arenas. It, they would to, uh, or would pull people, and most of the players around the league would place that place top five. So I, I didn't understand it. That's not the point of what well, we're talking about well, here. It, it, I, I can see the city of Detroit trying to bring more business in because you shut out the Pistons from downtown. That's a lot of money. Yeah, but who wants to go down there? I lived in Detroit Metro, <laughs> let me tell you. I think a lot of people felt more comfortable sending kids and stuff to the Palace well, yeah. than they did downtown. Well, well yeah. 
And then we got the false promises with District Detroit, but I'm not going to get into that. Okay. Um, which they did sound like they're trying to promise things again. We'll see if they fulfill. Um, no, I think it's Houston we have a problem. Okay. Uh, the Pistons Talk. are a mess. Uh, you alluded to it. Cade went down. He wasn't playing well before he went down. Um, but he went down. He did. And that's a, that's, a, that's a big hurt. But the problem is I'm not seeing any progression with this team. If anything, Sadiq Bey continues to regress. His shooting percentage continues to go down. He was somebody that was going to be the cornerstone of your franchise. You might have to move him now for whatever you can get. Mm-hmm. Um, Jaden Ivey shooting like 34% behind the arc. The team's not shooting well. Uh, and you have major defunction, dysfunction right now. Um, you know, like a team typically, even if they're bad, they always have something to hang their hat on. Hey, they're a really good defensive team. Hey, they shoot the ball really well. Hey, they're really good offensively. This team's not good at anything. And they may go down as one of the worst defensive teams in NBA history. Mm -hmm. They will go down as the worst defensive team in the league this year. They're allowing north of 120 a game. You're not going to win many games doing that. Um, So that alludes to Dwayne Casey. We're not seeing progression with these players. There's nothing this team can hang their hat on. What are we doing? Why is he still here? His record here is awful. He has to go. It is time for a change of guard. And then the other night, you've got Killian Hayes punching Mo Wagner in the back of the head. And I will tell you guys, if you want to sit here and be like, oh, he could have seriously hurt him or any of this kind of stuff, I don't care. For well, a, team, well, for a team that is utterly rudderless – and is going nowhere, it was good to finally see some fight. And yeah, what I told you before, Mo Wagner is the dirtiest player in the NBA. And he played were, the same way at Michigan, and he had it coming. He was trying to put Killian Hayes five rows deep, and he messed with the wrong person. And Killian so you know Hayes what? Good on you, Killian. Good on you. He almost put he almost I don't put care. Mo Wagner wanted to put him five shot, rows look, deep. A cheap shot to the back of the head. Had it had Mo been in a different position, okay, I may not have reacted the way I did, but that was a cheap. That was worse than what Mo's been doing. That was a cheap shot. When you hit somebody in the back of the head, they don't see it coming. It knocks them out. It knocked him out. <sighs> I'm not going to speculate, but I I question, man. That looked like an act to me. He no. might have been out for a split second. Did you did you see the right? I right there, right. Jim, Jim, there. do you watch as much NBA as I do? Mo Wagner had it coming. He's lucky that it was Killian Hayes. He go because soon soon enough he's going to have to go to Europe and play. You try the stuff that he does over there. Some of those players will put you in a body bag. Well, Mo just, Wagner that, is a dirty player. He had it coming. Okay, so he is, but you still don't cheap shot him back. It's it's not eye for an eye. But again, it goes what this ultimately does. It goes back to the dysfunction <laughs> and what is wrong with this. It is clear. Yes, the the Pistons, message is not working from Dwayne Casey. The Pistons anymore. are a train wreck. There's no doubt about it. They I are. get it. I know they I are. Get it. But you don't. I don't want. I I really don't want to argue about the fight. It's not really worth it. It's it's not the point of what we're talking about here. This team is rudderless, man. Obviously, because. And here's the thing. You know, I'm a tank guy, right? Like I'm a fan of tanking. The problem with the NBA, you could have the worst uh, record in the league this year, which they probably will, and, and you can still pick seventh. I know. The. I'm telling you, any basketball fans out there, the Pistons are in trouble. And it. your GM is a ghost. You never see him. You never hear from him. I'm starting to question him. What is going on here? And how about ownership? How's Gores doing? Here's the thing. I don't need to see Tom. It's actually better that I don't. Okay. You talk about bad ownership and ownership needing to stay out of the way. He's one of them. I, I am good with not seeing his face. Embarrassing himself drunk on the sidelines. Yelling, Chauncey! <clears throat> T-shirt time! Do you remember those mm-hmm. those teams at the Palace with, mm-hmm. like, Reggie Jackson? Yeah, you were so bad that every time they made a three, you threw T-shirts into the crowd. But that's the, and that's the issue. We are reaching about 10-plus years of this team just being crap. Crap. Mm-hmm. 
And I don't see an end in sight. So, like I said, I think it's panic time for kind the Pistons. Kind of like another book that we've been reading, a.k.a. the Detroit Lions. I don't know what you think about it. I think the last time we had a team go above 500 in Detroit was like 17, 18. Hmm. It's... You talk about dumpster fires. I mean, the Tigers, they're... They've got a lot of work to do. Thankfully, Scott Harris has rolled up his sleeves and and he's not doing a lot right now. Yeah, but I think. But mo- on the on but on the other hand, you, my team, the Cubs, uh, Hoyer's not Hoyer's done a few things, but he could have been a little more aggressive with Tom Ricketts' money. Then he, he but then but then again, you know, switching back to Detroit, back to the Tigers. Um, you don't need to spend money right now. You really don't. He, most know, of Scott Harris' job year one was coming in and gutting this thing, putting and, and in, putting an enema in the organization and saying, get out. That's what he's doing. I get that. But. We've had scouts here for 30 years. That's not right. When this team can't draft or develop talent, why are these people still here? So that's going to be a lot of Scott's job this year is just yeah. – Making things look pretty again. Getting adults in the room. People that know what they're doing. So they've got a long hill to climb. But I would say, if you wanted me to rank it bleakest to brightest, Pistons are bleak, man. And that's saying a lot. And you're you're labeling this all on the coaching staff? For the most part? Reason being is because because when we we shift over to talking about the Lions, I'm going to throw something at you. That I've thrown to a few people out in uh, cyberspace, but okay. go ahead. But go okay. ahead. No, I th- I think it, I think it's a culmination, man. I think it has to do with a lot of the past, how this team has been the last decade. You know, they've kind of been in purgatory, mm-hmm. so it's like that does nothing for you. You're not bad enough to get better, but you're not good enough to actually do anything. Right. So you get stuck in. The, so now you're coming off of that, and you're you're regressing. I, I I think it's development. So obviously, coaching, uh, trainers. Um, you know, I don't think Troy Reaver's doing a good job as a GM. It's a. I think it's the blame's everywhere. It really is. And your team is super young. And that's the thing, you're gonna have to trade Bo, uh, Bob Donovich, who's a great player. You would have loved to have him with these young players moving forward. You're gonna have to trade him to get whatever you can. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's just like your your young guys aren't developing. It ah, it's not good. And here's the thing: the Red Wings they're doing things. They're going to flirt with 500 this year. I yeah. think they're going to come a little bit short, but they're getting there. The Lions, you've got a prime opportunity to finish over 500. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> Transferring there, Dan Campbell after the. Uh, after the uh, Panthers pretty much took care of the Lions. And and I've got something to say about that turf, too, by the way. Um, Dan said he blames himself. No, I, I think Dan actually did what Dan needed to do. The Lions players did not take that forward. They played horrible. You would think after one big 30-yard run, the players would be like, okay, uh, no, nope, there's another one. Oh, there's another one. The, the, the defense laid down. And uh, and I'm not pinning Aaron Glenn on, on that either. I'm pinning everything you, you on want the, easy- the Lions' defense. Goff had a good day. The offense was there. But Goff had a good day. It was over 300 yards. But the defense failed. The players failed failed that's my point the players failed on this last game you want to know my opinion well you're it's a failure it all anyway. it's a failure all all the way around i i'm i'm throwing this one on the players because i think dan had them ready to go problem was the players just like they had in their head that's carolina she will just roll through this yeah whatever and by the way on that turf Apparently, Carolina had no problems with that turf because they ran over you literally. So, Goff, 
saying, uh, the well, okay, yeah, the turf is rock hard. The turf sucks. I get it, but still. Yeah, when I saw that comment, it was one of those facepalm moments. It's just like, ah, so now we got players blaming the turf. Like, come on. Just accept it. Like, be honest with yourself. You lost the game. It wasn't the turf. That's like blaming the refs. I, I did not enjoy that. Um, no, I told you. I, I I was angry at first, and I was ready to just tear this team apart. I'm glad we had time to to think about this, and, you know, we pushed the pod back. Mm-hmm. I'm upset now. I'm just upset. I'm, I'm sad, and I, I've been let down by this team. Because as soon as I go to bat for them, what do they do? take a big old steamy fart right in my face. Well, this team has turned around a season that we thought was totally in the toilet. Now we were talking playoffs. We're still talking playoffs. There's still a chance, albeit in Ben Stein's words, a small one. It's getting smaller. And in fact, if the Bears or if the Bears beat the Lions it's this, done. this Sunday, it, yeah, Green Bay means nothing. No. And, you know, it could mean nothing for Green Bay by the time you get to that game if the Vikings can take care of business. So right. you're not going to see Aaron Rodgers if that happens. Right. Um, You know, we talked about it with the playoffs. They still have a chance, but I don't I don't think that's the goal here. I think if you still went out, you go nine and eight. You had a successful season. Even at even at seven and no, nine, nope, it's yes. No, 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 no. I think or, here or, seven, he, or eight and nine, eight and nine. Strike that. If you go eight and nine, you split the last two. No, no. I'm good with he, that. No, no. I I cannot. Um, you cannot. You were proje- you were projecting six wins beginning of the yeah, season. Yeah, yeah. And you want you want to know what I have in response. For people like you and Carolyn and Tyler who get stuck off of what I said. What eighteen weeks ago? I think it's very narrow-minded to think that expectations can't change with time. It's narrow-minded. It is. How were you feeling after week eight when they were one? It doesn't matter. Expectations change. You have a prime opportunity. You had a chance to control your own destiny, and when it mattered most, you pooped down your leg against a terrible Panthers team led by them, Sam Darnold. I wouldn't Stop. call them They've gone terrible. through three quarterbacks this year. You should have won that game. You want to be a good team? Good teams don't lose that game. Doesn't happen. But they did, and it's a reset for this week. But, again, I think if you're trying to hold me off of something I said 17 weeks ago, expectations can change, my friend, off of performance and what happens. I, okay, my 10 wins are gone. That's fine. But going into the season, I, even when we were at one and six, I saw progress. And you know that because I said it. I saw progress. Things will change. It takes time. I didn't expect a 6-1 and one run. I didn't either. But here's the thing. You did it. So expectations change. And, yeah, yeah. And, then, and then you're at your... Then you... Oh, jeez. I'm not going to go back of what I said on the, the beginning of the year. What you've done up to this point, you had a golden opportunity. I'm sorry, but six wins, seven wins, not good enough. From what you've done, you've put yourself in that category to at least be argued as a good team. And like I said, when it mattered most, you pooped right down your leg. Or you were Ralphie on the bus (laughs) or standing out on the sidewalk and you peed your pants. You made Chubba Hubbard and Foreman look like they were Barry Sanders. It was embarrassing. Regardless... The Lions, they still need help even if they win out. They do. But again, the commanders need to lose a game. I'm not worried about playoffs. I'm really not. I'm worried about they're them still, going 9-8. and eight. They're, they're still throwing the Giants into this mix. The Giants, are, the Giants are there. Cowboys are there without a doubt. The Giants, probably. Yes. The commanders is what we need to worry about. The Seahawks, 
on a lesser scale is what we need to worry about. The Packers on that same lesser scale is what we need to worry about. In fact, it could turn into Lions-Packers Green Bay being uh, flexed to Sunday night football because that could be for the last playoff spot in the NFC. And that scenario terrifies me. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers at home, season on the line. <clears throat> Yeah, that's when the Lions usually poop down their leg. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, the Giants are playing the Colts, so you can you can pretty much bag that one, you know. That's, the Colts are so but, bad. But it's the Commanders and the Browns. That's, Where now, is it? Which, which Browns team's going to show up? Where is it? Uh, it's in Washington. Uh, right now, it's Commanders uh, favored by two. And here's the other question. Who's playing quarterback for Washington? Because uh, Wentz is playing. Are you positive? Yeah, Wentz is Wentz Because I'm pretty sure I saw something on the ticker I think, yesterday. I think, he, I think he's not playing Wentz's. Mm. I would say the Browns take that one. I think that's a bad move. That, I think that team plays really well for Heineke. That's you know that's encouraging. But here, here's something that scares me: Vikings, Packers. Packers are favored by three and a half. But then again, the game's in Green Bay. You want to know why? Because the game's in Green Bay. No, because the Minnesota yeah. Vikings are FAF, fake as bleep. Well, yeah, they are, but you know. they're fake. Fake, 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 fake. See, They're as fake as Pam Anderson's you-know-what. Seahawks have the Jets to get them off our tail, hopefully. Jets are <sighs> Please Jets play are for Mike White. Please play for Mike White. Please play for Mike White. Uh, what else do we have that we can look at that might be uh, a... We pretty much covered where the... Uh, our problem you know, spots are, yeah. Our, our, where the problem spots are and, and what the Lions pretty much need to have happen. But if you want to look at the other games, uh, Rams-Chargers right there is the Battle of L.A. And can I just say, screw you, Baker Mayfield. Screw (laughs) you. Winning meaningless games for this team. Screw you. It's screwing up that pick, man. So what? So tell that to Tom Brady was pick sixth. Sixth round. (sighs) Stop. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown, Stop. one of the best receivers picked in the he was picked at number 114, Stop. third round. Stop. It's, I understand you have age, to hit Look, look, age is just a number. So is draft position. Why why can, can I ask you something? Why are you carrying water for Baker Mayfield and the Rams right now? I'm not carrying water for them. Why are you defending them? I'm not defending them. I'm just saying it doesn't matter draft. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. You need no, that top. No, you want to know what you need right now? You need Will Anderson. How many number one bomb outs have the Lions been through? Quite a few. Yeah, and they've had bozos in the room that don't know what they're doing. You have a GM that knows what he's doing. That's why I want a and top that's pick. Why he's probably not worried. You're gonna have you to. Have, you you're have gonna have a, to trade up. You have a. He might. You're gonna have to package those two first and trade up. That's what he did. To trade up to get uh, Williams. Here's the, if you're if you are serious about this defense and about this rebuild and getting this team to the next level, you take those two picks, you trade up to number one or number two, and you take Will Anderson. This is why I'm not worried about whatever pick we have because Brad Holmes apparently knows what he's doing. Well, and here's the other thing. Can we get Jamison Williams the ball, please? Yeah. Uh, th- I'll Five agree. I'll targets in four there. weeks? I'll, what are we doing? I'll agree with you there. Let's let's get him involved, for crying like, out what loud. What are we doing? You you traded up to get this kid, drafted him 13th overall. I think I think the, the worry is still out there because he is coming off a, a very extensive injury. I know, man, but we're in crunch time right now. Yep. Get your playmaker the ball. Or make him a playmaker. Yeah, find a way to get him the ball for crying out loud. Yeah. yeah, let's spread this offense out even more than what it is. I know we're trying, like, this is a long play here, but come on. I need to see more than five targets in yeah. four weeks. Oh, absolutely. I'll agree with you there. E- even have him on punt returns or kickoff saying. returns, something, something. Anything. Get him on the field. Get him the ball and let him do what he does, and I, that's I, run. I get, I get that. I get that. We, You and I saw at the game that – he scored the touchdown on. Yeah. He is explosive. Yeah. And and did he did he get another pass thrown at him that day? No. No. 
It was embarrassing. It's like, what are we doing? Just get the man the ball, please. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Ben Johnson, if you're listening, get him the ball. And I'm, ah, man, you talk about Ben Johnson. His name's getting linked to jobs now. Yeah, yeah we might lose him. I don't think it'll be this offseason. I think he's going to need another year to prove to, to owners and GMs that he is the real deal. Because this could be a fluke year, and you, it, that's a big risk. Somebody not, first no, year, first not. year, but you have to you have to think as an executive, as in a GM and an owner, taking a shot on a guy who's been a coordinator for not even a full season. <clears throat> Give him that second year, have him really prove what he can do. Right then, that's when you get him. Right, you don't want to act too early, and then you've got whoever was at the Browns before Kevin Stefanski, or you end up with Nathaniel Hackett at the Browns. Or you end up with Urban Meyer at Jacksonville. Avoid that. So I think we will have Ben one more year. But after that, he's gone. Right. But it's again, we talked about it last week. If your coordinators are being poached, you're doing something right. Yeah. Which this franchise has never done. How many How many times has one of our coaches been hired by somebody else? And Almost never. And like I was saying, I was trumpeting Brad Holmes. Um he just may have the perfect replacement in waiting. Mm-hmm. For all we know, yeah. I I I like what this front office is doing. Sheila Ford Hamp. I'm getting re- out of I'm, the way. I'm going to repeat this. Sheila Ford Hamp is doing what a good owner needs to do. She got out of the way. Yeah, yeah. Hire adults that know what they're doing. Yeah. And GTFO. Yeah. You 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 don't not do not need to be involved. Look at Robert Kraft. The best owners are the ones that are not involved. Let's get her involved when we clinch a playoff spot out of freaking nowhere, and then let's get the camera on her celebrating. Yeah. Other and than then, that, I don't need to see her say, here from then her. Then we can say, look, look what a Ford family member did. We'll see what happens. But yeah, yeah. Um. It, it, well, people are still yelling, "Sell the team!" But no. Here's the thing. You've got you've got a great. You've got a great upper management in. Now, finally, after how many years? After how many failures? After how many heartbreaks? You're going to... You know? You're not going to want to... I'll take this all the way back to Billy Sims, Rodney Pete, um, you know, Barry Sanders. There was so much hope. 91, our hearts were broken. See, that's why I don't like selling... The people on hope. But you have to have it. You can't you can't run your you can't run complete you know, continue to run a team into the ground. But you also There's, can't run a team strictly off of hope. No, you can't, but you need to have that hope. The players need to have that hope. There's gotta be some sense of, you know, we can do this. You want to know what, what would seal the deal and probably help you out next year? What? I need Brad Holmes to spend some money this offseason. Well, don't may- sit on your hands last year. I don't need one-year contracts. Go out and spend some money. Get we, some real people in here. We need to draft defense, but we also need to spend on defense. Yes. What, what, let's Spend let's, some money, please. Let's, let, maybe he'll get the green light to do that this year. But after not spending a lot of money, I think he's done a pretty darn good job. He has, but he he, he but needs you, to but spend But you money. can't. But yeah, you you can't do it all internally. No, no. you no. need to get out and grab players. You need to gra- go grab a couple stars. Yeah, the offense is in pretty good shape. You we don't might, need to do much. Might, we might need one more piece there Draft just a tight to help end. out. If you can yeah. get him, Dalton Kincaid. Yeah. That's who I want. But the defense, we still need a, we still need at least one more on the line, if not two, and another edge rusher would be great. We need secondary help though, like there's no freaking tomorrow. Yeah, secondary is a big thing, and I think you can do a lot of that work through free agency. Uh, I just I don't like drafting young secondary people and expect them to play at that high level right away. Um, mm-hmm. So I'd much rather kind of fix that problem through free agency. Right. Um, for the people like my friend Paul saying, oh, oh, we don't need any more defensive linemen. We got Kaminsky and McNeil in the middle. <laughs> Sorry, I hate to tell you, Kaminsky stinks. You need to get some real guys on that defensive line. We've mm-hmm. been saying it. You need somebody opposite 
Aiden Hutchinson, Will Anderson. Well, um, and then you probably need two tackles. You realistically, you need interchangeable parts. The best defensive lines out there, they rotate eight, nine, ten guys. Right. Un- until last week, the defensive line was actually performing above expectations. And then they crapped their pants. And then they crapped their pants in Carolina. Right. No, we still need we still need defensive help up one side and down the other, but more in the back than the, the line. Front. Ba- the linebacking core needs help too. I know, I know. So I mean, anybody saying that this defense is close, save well, it. Well, save no, it. no, okay, okay. In a manner of speaking, they're in better shape than they've been. Yes, but, but that's not saying still much. Not there. Defense wins championships. Yes. So this offset off season, it's defense, defense, uh-huh. defense. Yeah, leave the yeah leave leave the offense totally alone if you want to, or maybe go pick up a free agent somewhere. Yeah, that pops up. You know, one more wide receiver, maybe one more. Who knows? Backfield, yeah, you could use an, another back. Draft. Then you can rotate, but draft. or draft it. But you want your draft picks to be on the D. You do, but I think you do need to spend a draft pick this year on a running back. I like Deuce Vaughn out of Kansas State. We saw him in a mock draft. Mm-hmm. I think it's getting to the point where you almost have to take a running back every year. Whether and, it's the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth round, seventh round, doesn't and, matter. And I don't care where they draft him at as long as he's still on the board, but Jake freaking Moody, get him. We need a reliable kicker. We do. Um, so it's you know. It's not the Biggest and, thing and, for me and, right and, now. And if anything, you know, if there if there is any success in the history of the Detroit Lions recently, it's been in their kicking game. Let's get back to that. Yeah. You know, those those extra points and that three when you need it, got to have it. Mm-hmm. Get moody. You get proved moody. that in the Buffalo game. Yeah, get moody. And the Buffalo game, they see that that's a, that's what kills me. Carolina pretty much blew us out. Buffalo, we nearly won. And that's what's aggravating. I know. That and that's why I said I couldn't handle a Panthers loss. <sighs> Every you week. played one of the best teams of the league that tight, and then you go out and give me that performance. Well, look at Jacksonville against Dallas. Yeah, but Jacksonville's heating up. I think you're starting to see the progression of Trevor Lawrence. That team's coming together a little bit. Yeah, but Jacksonville still had no right going in and winning. The Cowboys are FAF too. I hate to tell the people out there that America's team is FAF. Well, to me, they're not America's team, but... uh. I don't think they're any good. I think if the Lions pulled them in a playoff matchup, I'd pick the Lions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the Cowboys, man. Lions need to make the playoffs. Just just so that every single team can get scared and say, we don't want to play these guys. Well, and I think making the playoffs, and you talked about being a free agent's destination, that would do it. It really would. I did, Pooping see, down this, your this leg is, and losing three to end the year, that's not going to no, help you out it, in free agency. No, and, and that's what I was saying. Uh, uh, players, like I was saying last year, or before the season started, Detroit needs to be a destination city for players, for free agents. So they're out. close. They are really close. And I said it. I think if you win out, you go nine and eight, and you just miss the playoffs. That's okay. That's all right. That's all right. I'm not worried about the playoffs. I'm worried about this team going nine and eight. They can do it. You have a perfect opportunity. They can do it. Don't crap down your leg, Detroit. Defense needs to show up. Remember, uh, Justin Fields is playing Sunday. He can run. He can. And they are <laughs> not great against running quarterbacks. I, they're not great against the run, period. Yeah. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Even though they were earlier w- during their hot stretch, they were. They were. They stopped Minnesota's backs, which... <laughs> I guess it was the field or that turf. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> What else you got? I I got nothing. I, I I'm spent. I talk NHL, but I don't know. I think it's a a point to the fact that the NHL and NBA seasons are too long. Oh, they are 81, 82 games. No, that's well, way, way well, too. And NHLs already long. talk about adding another game, so that then uh, I think it 
it's like four times you play every conference opponent or this, division this opponent. This is why, and this is why, so many fans. The they, NBA really doesn't start until Christmas for most people, yeah, and, and they even ignore it until March. Yeah, and hockey is pretty much ignored until March. Yeah, yeah. it's too long, it way is. too long. It is, and don't start on me with baseball because it needs to stay at one sixty-two. Too long. No. Too long. No. Well, NFL adding seventeen games now. Too long. It's too long. Yeah. Everything is too long for you. Man, the coffee is going right (laughs) through me. (laughs) I I am thankful it's coffee and not something else. (laughs) Especially while we have that door shut. Oh, my goodness. Sweetwater's Donut Mill, proud sponsors of Bronco Nation. Sign up for Sweetwater's email subscriber list and receive a half dozen donuts free. Learn more at SweetwaterSDonuts.com. And I mentioned it before. We've got warm weather right now, but we all know... It's oh, going to yeah. go back to normal at yeah. some point. Yeah. Uh, so if you need any preventative maintenance done on your vehicle, if you need new tires, best place to do it in Southwest Michigan would be Zolman's Best One Tire and Auto Care. Uh, you can book an appointment online. You can check out uh, their digital coupons, tire rebates, ZolmanTire.com. Ha, <sighs> Folks, um, Tomorrow, actually, it'll be Saturday night. Um, get out to downtown Kalamazoo. You, you, the weather is actually going to be for this time of year great. Uh-huh. Uh huh. In fact, I was reciting the uh, midnight forecast for tomorrow night, New Year's Eve night at midnight. Cloudy and thirty-two. You don't get that up here that often. So get out downtown Kalamazoo and check out everything and, and have fun and, and do the celebration down there. And there's a fair amount going on. Uh, you can go to mosthits965.com, click on blogs, find what's hitting Kalamazoo, and literally everything going on in the area is on there. Yeah. Or or you could be like me, like I've already posted on my Facebook page. I may make it to the living room. I may not. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm undecided. I am too. You know, I, I, I have no clue what I'm going to do, except I have Saturday, Sunday, Monday off. So Look at you. And that's rare in uh, our business in the winter, especially, especially for you know, especially for part timers that work sports. Yeah, so yeah, that doesn't happen for you until the summer hits. So no, <laughs> <laughs> and even then, I find things to do and all that fun stuff. But uh, have a safe and happy New Year, everyone. We're going to be back next week to our normal. Let's get back to a Wednesday. Yeah, get back to our normal and um, and uh, we'll have probably. Plenty of stuff to talk about, especially the uh, of what happened Sunday. Yeah, hopefully I'm not coming in here spitting angry. You're gonna find a reason to. Yeah, probably. That's how you are. I'm Jim. He's Jordan. We'll be back next week, Bronco Nation. Be safe out there and have a happy New Year. Talk to you Wednesday. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Bronco Nation podcast. Stay tuned for next week's episode.